You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is the NFL Week 14 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast, and it has come time to admit that this is probably going to be a losing NFL season. Uh, this is my third season now, betting on every single game. The first two were profitable. Last year was extremely profitable. Uh, had high expectations heading into the season. I thought I could make it three straight. I was a little cocky. Uh, and of course, as Gambler the Gambling God usually does, he has put me in my place. Uh, it's just not my year. Uh, I talk about this, I've talked about this in the past, about what you need to do to, do to be profitable in sports betting, uh, and especially the NFL, and that's uh, limit your bad losses, you want more good, like big, easy wins than bad, you're never in it losses, because those are actually where your handicapping comes into play, a lot of bets are coin flips that really come down to one or two plays, and I've been uh, of the personal belief that over a long sample size of those games the coin flip games that i call games that really come down to like one or two plays uh we'll even out uh, over the long term 50 will go with you 50 will go against you well this season uh i just feel like a lot of them have gone with me and me or gone against me and maybe that's just an excuse but uh the the early slate of games this past sunday week 13 and i tweeted it out i took the texans plus seven they didn't give up a single offensive touchdown Still lost 27-14, didn't cover the spread. I bet on the Jets. They had first and goal on the money line against the Vikings. Also, gained them by a million yards. Uh, couldn't convert on first and goal. Got the ball back, couldn't convert again. Lost. Uh, bet on the over 40 and a half between the Giants and Commanders. It goes into overtime, tied 2020, and nobody gets a single point. It ends, it ends in a tie, 2020. Lose the over 40 and a half. Uh, I bet on the Ravens, they lost their quarterback in the first half, uh, and I tweeted this right after Jimmy Garoppolo went down, so I said, bet on the 49ers, lost quarterback in the first half. Of course, 49ers did end up winning and covering anyways, but uh, I, I'm not trying to make excuses, um, it's just uh, it's just not my year, I'm just, the, the ball's not bouncing my way, I still trust my process. Um, as of right now, I am, uh, let's bring up my season-long record, and also, this is betting on every single NFL game, which 
isn't a good idea to begin with, <laughs> to, to be honest. It's stupid. I should expect to... It's a, probably a miracle that I finished profitable the first two seasons doing this. Uh, I'm 92, 96, and 7 for minus 8.15 units. Last week, I went 7 and 8 uh, for minus 1.27 units. So... I mean, it's not like I've lost a ton. Uh, we're coming up on 200 games now, and I'm still, I guess, only down 8.5 units. So there is still time to come back here. Um, it did make me feel a little bit better. I listened to Circles Off, uh, the um, Bet Stamp slash Hammer Network podcast with Rob Pozzola. I'm sorry, I forget his co-host name, but I've followed Rob Pozzola ever since I placed my first bet on sports way back in college. When I think of professional betters, that is who I picture. That is that that is my that is my example of an actual professional sports better. Uh, and he said on the last Circles Off podcast that this NFL season, he's had more CLV than he's ever had in an NFL season, and he's having a losing year. Uh, that did make me feel a little bit better because I'm the exact same way. Uh, I have got the most CLV I've ever had. I started placing my bets either Sunday night or Monday morning to get CLV, and most games I do, but yet I still am having a losing season. I don't know what that says for CLV, um, but if an actual professional better who makes their living betting on sports uh, is having a losing NFL season, that certainly means I can have a losing NFL season. So we still got what? This is week 14. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. I, I committed to it. I'm going to... Uh, keep going and try to get back to profitable, but we're, we're running out of time here. We got, what, so 14, 15, 16, 17, we got five weeks left. Um, still plenty of time. I mean, if I go like 13 and three, then I'm back in the profit basically all in one week. Probably not going to happen, but I can get back to profitable. Uh, my faith in that happening has dwindled, though. Uh, this, this past week was a tough one. But uh, hey, I'm still here. I'm still going to have fun. I'm still going to break down my bets. I'm going to stick to the process that I do believe will work over the long term. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, thank you all for following along, if you're still following along, even though I'm losing money this year. Uh, sorry for those of you who expected me to win 30 units like I did last year. There's always next year. But let's let's finish strong here, the final stretch of the NFL season. It is the week 14 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Let's go. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 All right, as always, let's start with the Thursday night football game. Uh, once again, I am recording on Wednesday night, but I lock these bets in mostly on Monday. I think a couple on Sunday night as well. So I'll let you know what I got the line at, and then I'll, I'll talk about what uh, the current line is. Uh, so this is one I got a little bit of a decent line at. I got Raiders minus five and a half here against the Rams, up to minus six and a half. Anything under a touchdown, anything under seven points. I still like the Raiders here. The Raiders lead the NFL over uh, each team's last three games in yards per play. Their offense has become fantastic, uh, averaging seven yards a snap over their last three games. The Raiders seem to do this every single year. Um, I don't know about every year. It seems like they do it a lot. Uh, they definitely did it last year. 
where they start off the season just atrocious and losing games they should never lose, and then they just go on a hot run to close with the year. Last year they did it and beat the Chargers in Week 18 to make the playoffs. I'm saying I think this year it's probably a little too late. They'll have to win out. Um, but they're playing their best football that they've played all season. Lead the NFL in yards per play over the last seven games. Uh, and this Rams team is tossed in the towel. I've said the same thing the past couple weeks. Uh, yeah, they covered against the Seahawks last week. Um, but I, I just, I, I can't bet on a team who has so many of their best players out. They signed Baker Mayfield off waivers this week. There's rumors he might start Thursday night. If he starts Thursday night, it's going to be a disaster. Uh, he was the worst uh, quarterback in the NFL statistically and in like efficiency metrics uh, in his time with the Panthers this season. So I don't think things are going to go much better in Los Angeles, especially for a team that has no offensive line and all their best skill positions are uh, specifically Cooper Cup uh, is out. Uh, things are things are not good. I'm probably just going to blindly bet the Rams in every game the rest of the year uh, and hope for the best. So give me the Raiders here. I got him at minus five and a half. I like him anything under a touchdown. Moving on to Sunday slate. uh, I think this is the biggest spread of the season, is it not? Texans, Cowboys, uh, at least it was. Um, Oh, I got in my notes here, plus 18, but it's plus 17 is what I got. I got Texans plus 17. Um, It is down to plus 16 and a half. I think it moved half a point after Davis Mills was announced as a starter. Thank God Davis Mills is playing this week. Uh, Texans were the right side last week against the Browns. I predicted it perfectly. I literally bet on the Texans with the points because I said, I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to play well. It's been way too long since he played in a regular season NFL game. And Deshaun Watson played like shit. And the Browns offense didn't score a single offensive touchdown. But Kyle Allen, uh, I think he had a fumble return for a touchdown, an interception return for a touchdown. And the Texans gave up, gave up, gave up a punt return touchdown. So... Get Kyle Allen the fuck out of there. Davis Mills wasn't good this year, but at least he was better than Kyle Allen. So put him back in there. Uh, and uh, this is what I will say about the Texans. Yes, I do think they are the worst team in the NFL, but they're, it's not like it's every team and then a large gap and then the Texans. Because even if you look at net yards per play, which I'm sure you're sick of he- hearing me talk about net yards per play, but uh, they are minus .9 is where they rank in net yards per play. That is tied for last uh, with the Chargers and the Steelers. Now, would you set the Chargers or the Steelers as 17-point underdogs against the Cowboys? No. Would you even set them as 10-point underdogs? You certainly wouldn't set the Chargers as 10-point underdogs to the Cowboys. So I know there are a lot of other factors in net yards per play, but I, th- th- my point is uh, the Texans are bad. They're the worst team in the NFL. They don't deserve being 17-point underdogs. Uh, they do have a couple of bright spots, actually. Uh, they're 12th and 3rd down defense, 7th in red zone defense. Teams only score a touchdown of 51.6% of the red zone trips against the Texans. That's huge when it comes to covering a huge spread. If they can keep the Cowboys and hold them to a few field goals and prevent them from scoring touchdowns when they get to the red zone, it's going to be hard for Dallas to cover a 17-16 or a 16-point spread. Um... So I'll believe in that, like I said, 7th in red zone defense. That's, that's, that's pretty good. I will take the Texans plus 17. Uh, I like them anything above two touchdowns. So it's plus 16 now, I think, or 16 and a half. It's not going to dip below 14. If it does, then the Cowboys would be the play in my opinion. But anything above 14, I would recommend going with the Texans. Bengals and Browns. Uh, I'll take the Bengals here. I got it at minus 4.5. It's up to minus 6. 
Uh, really for the same reason why I bet against the Browns last week. I actually think the Browns at this point in the season would be better to just go with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson, maybe like week 17 and 18, he'll finally come around. But it's it's going to take him a few weeks to get back into the groove of things, if he even still has it. I mean, it's almost two full years since we last saw him. He might have lost his ability to be the stud that he was when he played. Um, maybe too many massages, you know getting jerked off too many times is ends up hurting your caliber of play. Uh, maybe his demons are getting to him a little bit. I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm not going to be betting on the Browns for the foreseeable future unless I think the line is way off here. Uh, Bengals, very good lately. Uh, they're getting hot. They got Jamar Chase back. Their defense has been playing well. Uh, Joe Burrow is all of a sudden an MVP candidate out of nowhere. And a big difference with the Bengals is that their offensive line has started to play well. We know, remember at the start of the season, uh, their offensive line was complete trash. And that's why they got off to such a bad start. Teams were like sacking Joe Burrow like six, seven, eight times a game. Uh, over their last three games, Joe Burrow's only been sacked on 3.6% of his dropbacks, which is uh, the sixth best mark in the NFL over that stretch. So they're Offensive line has finally figured things out, and as a result, the Bengals are looking like last year's AFC champion again. So I'll take the Bengals minus four and a half. I like it anything under a touchdown against the Browns. Jets, Bills. Uh, I will take the Jets plus nine and a half. Uh, if you've been listening to me on this show and on other shows, you know that I love the Jets. I think the Jets are a legitimately very good football team. Uh, they completely outplayed uh, the Bills last week. Let's see if I can find out uh, the yards per play last week. 5.9 yards per play compared to the Vikings, 4.3 yards per play. I'll talk about the Vikings a little bit more later, but holy shit. Have they mastered the art of winning games they don't deserve winning? Uh, Jets, one for six in the red zone. Just fuck them. Uh, and also, I think a minus two turnover dif differential. Fuck them. Uh, it's you can't. It's a little bit too hard to predict to, to, to uh, predict turnovers for the most part. Uh, especially ones that happened, which were, I think, at least one of them was like a deflection. Um... Yeah, I'll take the Jets. I mean, they've already beat the Bills once. Their defense is truly an elite unit, a top three defense. Their defense is better than Buffalo's defense. I, I truly believe that. Nine and a half points, I think, is a crazy spread. I was expecting to see like six and a half. Uh, so I'll take the Jets against the Bills. Bills certainly a better overall team, but this spread is out of whack, in my opinion. It's time to fucking respect the goddamn Jets. Jets plus nine and a half, minus 106. Uh, Eagles, Giants, uh, fuck that overbet on the Giants game hurt me last week. Over 40 and a half, 2020 heading into overtime. Um, and Brian Dable with an all time bad fourth down call deciding to punt it, which in what I thought was field goal range, but, uh, I don't know, whatever it is, what it is. I'll take the under this time. And I'm sure this game, this game, now that I bet the over last game in the for the Giants and it didn't hit, I'll bet the under now and there'll be 85 points scored in this game. Uh, but the Eagles have taken over the top spot, not only in net yards per play, but also in opponent yards per play. They're now the number one defense in the NFL in terms of stopping their opponent from moving uh, the football. And it's also important to note both teams thrive, uh, both on third down and in the red zone defensively which you know those are the two areas I'm looking at the most when betting on a total. Uh, Giants are 6th, Eagles are 10th in 3rd down defense, and red zone defense, they're 5th and 6th. Those uh, under bets are going to go well if a team prevents the other team from converting 3rd downs into 1st downs and prevents them from scoring touchdowns when they get in the red zone. Um, so I will take 
the under 45 and a half between the Eagles and the Giants. Yeah, so that was my under bet of the week. I have an over bet of the week as well. I'll take Jaguars, Titans over 51, sorry, 41 and a half. Uh, the Jaguars defense has completely fallen apart uh, in recent weeks. Um, they are giving up 6.6 yards per play over the last three games. That is the third most in the NFL over that stretch. The Lions did whatever they wanted to them last week. It was ugly. Uh, Titans defense has also regressed a bit lately as well. 24th in yards per play over the last three games. Uh, so I think the total is just too low with these defenses being as bad as they are. I will take the over 41.5 between Jacksonville and Tennessee. Lions Vikings. So I bet the Lions at minus one, and I was mad. I was like, shit, I got such a bad line. I should have bet on it as soon as it released. Because I think it opened the line, I think the line opened Vikings minus two and a half. Well, now it has completely flipped. And even my Lions minus one bet has good value. The Lions are now two and a half point favorites. Uh, that just goes to show that Sharps and professional betters pounded the Lions. For a line to go from minus two and a half to plus two and a half for the Vikings, that's some, the books are, I guarantee you the books have a pretty big liability on Detroit this week. The Lions, or the Vikings suck. And I, I have to preface this every time I say this, because if you're a Vikings fan, it doesn't matter. Like you shouldn't be getting angry at me saying that because for you as a Vikings fan, winning and losing these games is the only thing that matters. So if you keep winning, that's the only thing that matters to you. Now, me as a sports better, I need to evaluate more than just wins and losses. I need to evaluate just how good a team is when I'm trying to predict how they're going to perform in the future. And all the numbers tell me that the Vikings are a bad football team. 29th in the NFL in net yards per play. Lions are 25th. So technically, both teams suck, actually, in this game. Lions offense has been offense has been much better, though. Seventh in uh, yards per play. Vikings offense, which, which was supposed to be explosive, which was supposed to be a very good offense under uh, Kevin O'Connell. 21st in yards per play, averaging 5.2. I saw a tweet today. Let me see if I can bring it up here. Um, but this is a classic tweet, and I don't think it's necessarily a fair tweet, um, but it is one that comes up um, all the time at this uh, this part of the NFL season. Um, and once again, I don't think it's really fair. I don't think it tells the full story, but it is in, at least interesting to note. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Here it is. Uh, the what if NFL standings. This is tweeted out, at least my version that I'm looking at right here is tweeted out by at K Ford ratings. And it is what if every one possession NFL game had the opposite result. So if ever, so for every NFL game this season, if it was, I guess eight points or less if it's one possession. If the win margin at the end of the game was eight points or less, uh, if that result was flipped, what each team's record will be. And like I said, this stat is a little bit misleading because really, I mean, an eight-point win is a pretty significant win. But it's still interesting because what's interesting about it is that the Minnesota Vikings would be dead last in the NFL. They would be 1-11 and 11 if <laughs> one-score games were flipped, which says that... They're what they're ten and two, so ten of their eleven wins uh, have come by one score. That's very hard to maintain over the long term. Now, like I said, I don't think like I don't think this is super fair because I mean, if you look at the standings, no team's actually really good. The best record in the NFL would be eight and four, and a bunch of teams would be at that. Um, but it is still interesting. 
Vikings would be dead last, one and eleven. Giants would be two nine and one. Dolphins would be four and eight, which is pretty interesting. Texans would be four seven and one. So actually, they wouldn't be much better. Um, yeah, so interesting. My point still stands. I'm wrong about it every week because the Tex- the Vikings keep winning. I keep betting against them, but I have to stick to the stats. I'm a stats guy. I will live by the stats. I will die by the stats. This season, I've been dying by the stats, but that's the way she goes when you're trying to predict the outcome of uh, humans playing a sport where you run and throw a football, where downs are measured by 80-year-old men guessing where the ball ended at the end of the play. It's crazy that, uh, as Rob Pozzola says, we bet actual dollars on this league. I'll take the Lions minus one, minus 110. Uh, Ravens and Steelers got a bad line on this one. Uh, I took the Ravens when it was a pick Ravens are now two and a half point underdogs. So if I like him as a pick uh, I guess this would count as my upset of the week because uh, I actually don't have one. Um, so I guess Ravens would be for betting it at the current number. I think it's a little bit of a sell-high spot on the Steelers. They played well the past couple weeks. I've bet on them uh, in both their wins the past couple weeks. Uh, but let's still remember, this is not a good football team. Uh, tied for last with the Texans in net yards per play. I think this line is a little bit of an overreaction to the Lamar Jackson injury. I think Tyler Huntley is a serviceable backup. He's not great, but I'm not going to bet against the Ravens uh, just because Tyler Huntley is quarterback. Ravens still rank third in the NFL in yards per carry. They should be able to run the ball in this game. Uh, and the Steelers, once again, have a terrible defense. 25th in opponent yards per play. Uh, so I will back the Ravens on the money line, uh, minus 110. Uh, Chiefs and Broncos uh, got a good line on this one. I took the Chiefs at the opening line, minus 7.5, minus 105. It's up to 9.5. Still under 10 points. I think it got to go with the Chiefs. I'm done with the Broncos. If I was on the Broncos' defense, I would fucking murder Russell Wilson. They allowed 10 points this past game and lost in regulation. This is a historic defense that the Broncos have. I think my washing machine is going off in the background. Hopefully it's not being picked up on the microphone. Uh, apologies if it is. But the Broncos defense has been historic. And they're, what's the record? 4-11? and 3-10? and 3 and, um, <laughs> and this is the thing with Russell Wilson. I think I've said this in the past. You can't... Like that 3-9... and nine. His cheesiness is fine if you're a Super Bowl contender or at least a playoff team. When you're a bad team, that cheesiness is fucking going to piss people off. Um, And the Chiefs offense has uh, been fantastic lately. I know they didn't beat uh, the Bengals last week, uh, but I think they can do at least a little bit of damage against the Broncos. And uh, this is the other thing I brought up last week. The Chiefs' biggest weakness is a red zone defense. They stink in the red zone, but now they get to face the worst red zone offense. So that shouldn't hurt them too much this week. Uh, I'll take Broncos. Uh, or sorry, Chiefs minus 7.5, but it's up to minus 9.5. I like it anything under 10. I was supposed to take a break before that game because we're into the late afternoon slate, so quick break, and I'll be back to give out uh, my picks for the final four NFL games. Only 13 games this week, uh, so i got four games to go. Be right back. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get back into things. Panthers, Seahawks. I will bet on the Panthers plus three and a half, minus one ten here. Uh, I said earlier I don't have a money line underdog pick. I made all my bets and then realized none of them were. I didn't make an underdog money line pick. This probably would be one if I had to at the time that I placed my bets choose one. It probably would have been the Panthers here. It's an ugly bet, but I don't think the Panthers are all that bad to be completely honest. Statistically. They truly aren't the bad. They're kind of a run-of-the-mill team, uh, especially because of their defense. 12th in opponent yards per play, 8th in opponent yards per pass attempt, which is going to be huge against the Seahawks because the Seahawks have thrown the ball a ton uh, recently. Over their last three games, they've thrown the ball on 66.8% of plays. That is the fifth-highest mark in the NFL over that stretch. And I think, I don't think Sam Darnold's a good quarterback, but I think he's... I'm confident he's the best of the three that the Panthers have had play for them uh, so far this season. Um, do you remember early last year when the Panthers actually looked good out of the gate a little bit? Sam Darnold still has flashes of okayness. I trust them more now than with P.J. Walker or with Baker Mayfield. Uh, he played all right against uh, the Denver defense a couple weeks ago. They beat them 23-10. to uh, If he can do that well against the Broncos defense, he should... Uh, be fine against the Seahawks defense. I think the Panthers could sneaky, sneakily give the Seahawks some issues this week. I'll take Panthers plus three and a half, minus one ten. Uh, 49ers against the Buccaneers. I'll take Buccaneers uh, minus three. Um, 
Sorry, yeah, 49ers minus three. Uh, I will fade the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, it's the same thing I said last week. By the way, fucking Tom Brady did it again. You probably saw my rant on Twitter, but holy shit. I needed the Saints to win. I did hit plus three. That was easy. I needed Saints to win for the sake of my survivor pool, and Tom Brady scores two touchdowns with five minutes left. That does. This doesn't mean Tom Brady's back. I'm sticking to what I said last week. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are dead. Um, do not bet on them. They are not going to get hot and then go on a run in the playoffs. That's the hot take that's going around. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. They'll be a one-and-done team in the playoffs. Uh, I know Brock Purdy now is going to be starting for the 49ers. Who knows how that's going to go. He did look great last week against the Dolphins, but that can happen sometimes in the very next week. Uh, they play like shit. It reminds me of uh, was Nick Mullins for the 49ers a few years ago. Uh, played on Catacank, come in on a spot, starting on like Thursday night football, and then like threw for like 500 yards, and everyone was calling him the goat. Uh, and then like he just kind of fizzled off, and now he's like the backup, I think, in Minnesota or something. So um, I, I, I'm not bought in on Brock Purdy yet. We'll see. But he doesn't, the 49ers quarterback does. If there's one team that they're, whose quarterback needs to do the least, it's probably the 49ers. Just hand the ball off to McCaffrey, do little dink and dunks to Debo Samuel. 49ers will be all right. The Buccaneers' offense stinks. And the 49ers pass rush is going to really cause Tom Brady some issues. So I will take 49ers minus three against the Buccaneers, which brings me to Sunday Night Football, Dolphins, Chargers. I'll take Dolphins minus one and a half. I'm sticking with what I said last week. I think the Chargers are actually one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're tied with the Texans and the Steelers for last in the league in net yards per play. Their defense is 31st in opponent yards per play. They allow 6.1 yards per snap, 6.8 yards per snap over their last three games uh now no one has thrown the ball more than the chargers this season they're first in the league and pass play percentage um but yet they're 28th in yards per pass attempt only averaging 6.5 yards per throw uh, and the miami secondary has actually done pretty well uh as of late so i actually kind of trust the dolphins secondary in this spot um i think uh the dolphins can work this chargers defense uh, it's the line has moved. It's from one, minus one and a half up to minus three and a half. Obviously, I like the Dolphins way better at minus one and a half, but I would set this line at like four and a half, five and a half. I still think there's a tiny bit of value. Uh, I just can't get behind this Chargers team. I think they suck. So I'll take Dolphins minus one and a half on Sunday Night Football, which leaves me with Monday Night Football, and I'll take the Patriots minus one. Minus 110 against the Cardinals. Uh, did, did, did the bye week for the Cardinals make us all forget how much they suck? Well, the Patriots haven't looked great lately either. Uh, but the Patriots will do well against bad teams, especially bad, poorly coached teams. Uh, and then they'll struggle against good teams. But let's just look at net yards per play. We're talking about the Cardinals, who are 27th in net yards per play. Patriots are a top 10 team in net yards per play, 9th in the NFL. Their offense isn't good once it's kind of similar with just like their coaching. Like their offense will be able to move the ball against bad offenses, not move the ball against... Their offense will move the ball against bad defenses, not be able to move the ball against good defenses. This is a bad defense. I think the Patriots win this one in a route. I'll take Patriots minus one on Monday Night Football against the Cardinals. So there you have it. Those are my picks for week 13 of the NFL. I'll quickly recap them. I'll give you my five best bets. I'll give you my favorite teaser play. And then let's talk Survivor. I'm still alive in the $25,000 Survivor pool. So from the top, I'm on the Raiders, minus 5.5, minus 110 against the Rams. Texans, plus 17, 
minus 110 against the Cowboys. Bengals, minus 4.5, minus 110 against the Browns. Jets, plus 9.5, minus 106 against the Bills. Eagles, Giants, under 45.5, minus 110. Jaguars, Titans, over 41.5, minus 110. Lions, minus 1, minus 110 against the Vikings. Ravens, money line, minus 110 against the Steelers. Chiefs, minus 7.5, minus 105 against the Broncos. Panthers, plus 3.5, minus 110 against the Seahawks. 49ers, minus 3, minus 110 against the Buccaneers. Dolphins, minus 1.5, minus 110 against the Chargers. And then Patriots, minus 1, <coughs> excuse me, minus 110 against the Cardinals. My five best bets are the Bengals to cover, Jets to cover, Lions to cover, Panthers to cover, and Dolphins to cover. Bengals, Jets, Lions, Panthers, Dolphins, all to cover are my five best bets. My teaser, this one's pretty easy. Take the Eagles down to a pick'em against the Giants. Take the Bengals down to a pick'em. I guess it's not technically not a pick'em. It's minus 0.5. If it ends in a tie, you'd lose. Uh, Eagles down from minus 6.5 to point, minus 0.5 against the Giants. And the Bengals down from minus 6.5 against the Browns down to minus 0.5. Now let's talk Survivor. I talked about it earlier a little bit, uh, and you probably saw my rant on Twitter. But uh, three straight weeks, nobody has been eliminated. Survivor has been very weird this year. We're like the first eight weeks of the season, 99% of the pool was eliminated and then just underdogs stopped winning. So teams stopped getting eliminated. So here we are once again, still 13 people left. Now we only have five weeks to go. I'm starting to, I, I, for a little bit there, I didn't even think we'd make it to like week 16. Now I think we're going to make it to the end of the year and there's still going to be people alive. So here's the dilemma um, heading into this week. This is the situation that our survivor pool is pretty much in. We haven't decided exactly what to do. Um, my girlfriend, who, if you haven't listened to past episodes, this is technically my girlfriend's entry. It is Joe, Ostrowski, Joe Ostrowski's survivor pool. Uh, it started with um, around 1,200 people. It is down to, or 1,200 entries, I should say. It's down to the final 13. First place wins $25,000. I paid in for two entries, $50 each. Mine lost in week four because fuck the Colts. They screwed me. Uh, then I started helping out my girlfriend with one, with hers, and we have got now to week 14. We are still alive. We took the Seahawks last week. Boy, oh boy, was that a sweat. Uh, I was about to throw up when the Rams took the lead with about two and a half minutes left, but my boy Gino stormed back. So here's the situation. So we are looking at which way to go. This affects both our this week's decision and our week 16 decision. So two of the better teams that we have left are the Dolphins and the Bills, and we're pretty much the only entries that have those teams left. Scenario A, and what I want you to, I want to explain this, these scenarios, and then I want you to send me a DM with your opinion on it. I asked for that last week. I got a lot of great opinions, and actually the week before. Um, I, I do enjoy hearing what you guys think, because it's good to get some outside opinions. Scenario A, and... Uh, I'll say once again, this is for week 14 and week 16. Week 15, I think we're going to go Packers against Rams on Monday Night Football. I think that's pretty much locked in. Um, but this affects both this week and week 16. Scenario A, we take the Dolphins against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football this week. And then week 16, we take the Bills against the Bears. That is scenario A. Week 14, Dolphins to beat the Chargers. Week 16, the Bills to beat the Bears. 
Scenario B, we flip those two teams. That would mean this week we take the Bills against the Jets, and then week 16 we would take the Dolphins against the Packers. So which of those two scenarios is better? Because basically the way things are working out, because obviously we have not very many teams left to pick from, whatever way we go here, we'll lock in our week 16 pick as well. So once again, scenario A, Dolphins against Chargers this week, Bills against Bears in week 16. Scenario B, Bills against Jets this week, Dolphins against Packers week 16. Uh, Dolphins only three and a half point favorites this weekend. The Chargers open at one and a half, which is what I got of that. But obviously the Sharps think Dolphins are the better team since it's been bet up to three and a half from one and a half. I think the Chargers stink. I think this is a good bounce back spot for, for Miami. I personally am leaning scenario A. That is what we have locked in right now. Also, if I take the Bills against the Jets this week, the Jets do scare me, even though it's uh, the second biggest spread of the week. Uh, I would rather go Dolphins against Chargers this week and then Bills against Bears in Week 16. Um, But the other option, like I said, is Bills against Jets this week and Dolphins against uh, the Packers in Week 16. My girlfriend will get the final call since it is technically her her entry. But this is the scenario uh, that I'll present to her because there's really no other options this week. Um, Rams and Raiders, we both took those two teams already. Uh, I already took the Ravens against the Steelers. I already took the Vikings. Uh, not going to make our season go down to being on the Jaguars or Titans. I already took the Cowboys over the Texans. I already took the Bengals. They play the Browns. Um, already took the Eagles. They play the Giants. I already took the Chiefs. They play the Broncos. Uh, already took the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, can't take them over the Bucks. Uh, took the Seahawks last week, so can't take them over the Panthers. Uh, the other one would be maybe Patriots on Monday Night Football against the Cardinals, but uh, I don't want to do that either. So... This week, it's either the Dolphins over the Chargers or the Bills over the Jets. Let me know what you think. But this has been the NFL Week 14 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Hey, maybe you just want to fade me the rest of the season. I wouldn't blame you. Just don't be mean to me about it. Don't hurt my feelings. My feelings. Someone said my picks suck. Just fade. Quietly fade. Because it hasn't been a good season for you, boy. But hey, let's have a good week this week. Thank you all so much for listening. I love you all. Good luck this week. Gamble or bless. I'll talk to you later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.